Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shures, Pastor and Certified Kingdom Advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this podcast to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614. You can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can also find our information at Kingdom Plan Advisory on Facebook. So I've mentioned uh, on previous podcasts that, you know, I don't format or I don't plan um, podcasts um, weeks or months in advance. <clears throat> There's so much going on in the world in regards to stewardship, financial stewardship, that um, I could take something from, from any segment of the day and make a podcast about it. Last night, uh, I was <clears throat> uh, sitting down and I was looking at, at Facebook. I've got a presence on Facebook through the ministry, through uh, uh, the advisory firm, through the insurance uh, firm that we own. Um, and then locally, I, you know, there are different groups. Uh, so here in Southwest Florida, you've got a Naples group or Bonita Springs group or whatever. And I seen that someone had posted a question saying, uh, we're moving to the area. We're looking for, for communities where the homes are one to two million. So the first thing that jumped out at me is, I think that is saying, look at me first. <laughs> look at me. And first of all, if, you, if you're looking for a home for one or two minutes, what's the first thing you do when you look for a home? You find a realtor. You get on, you look at realtor.com. You look at Zillow. To put it on a social media page, that is simply, look at me. You know, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not. Um, and then the responses. So, well... People were responding, well, I live in this community. This is, you know, and I'm thinking there's a whole lot of people that are owning one or two million dollar homes, apparently, um, in, in this area. You know, an old country boy, that that is odd to me, right? Now, I've done quite well in my life financially. Um, but I am not uh, super wealthy by any stretch, but God has provided uh, and, and we, we, we are comfortable um, but I have never in my life considered buying a one or $2 million home. Even, even if I had a pile of cash in a suitcase in my trunk of $2 million and it wouldn't hurt me if I turned loose of it, I don't think I'd buy a $2 million home. I just wouldn't. Um, a lot of reasons for that. And once again, is how I was raised. Number two, I understand stewardship from a, uh, from a biblical standpoint. And I don't think that's, that's, um, uh, something that I would do. Now I'm, I'm not here to bash people. I'm not saying, well, you know, you, you may be worth $200 million. So, a, uh, $2 million home isn't going to hurt you. It's not for me to say it, it. It's really not, but, but it, it just struck me as there's a whole lot of, uh, uh, people living on the streets. There's a whole lot of kids in foster care program, uh, across all States, there's a whole lot of orphans, and I know this because I have friends who run orphanages or that, that are directors of orphanages, and we financially support orphanages through through our uh, uh, advisory firm and our ministry. There's a whole lot of people 
that that you know are eating rice and eggs and and um, black beans and a little bit of meat here and there um, and then we've got people in in um, southwest florida saying well you know I'm looking for a one or two million dollar home do you see the disparity do you see the the conflict that a person of, of faith or beliefs would have you know when there's so many people that are in need and scripture take specifically tells us to take care of the needy the poor the rich the widows the orphans that 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 is priority um i'm not saying that the person who posted that question i, I have no idea financially their, their situation i have no idea their beliefs i have no idea whether they're charitable i have, I have not a clue uh, and i'm not being uh, judgmental but there is a level of discernment there's a difference there's a level of discernment that comes into that question so <clears throat> here's here is the the thought process all right and i want you to stay with me here um you know, scripture tells us, you know, that we basically pay it forward, right? Don't build your treasures here on earth, build them in heaven. Um, but it, we're, we're here, right? It, it, it's, it's easy to, to read that, but it's harder to digest it. You know, what you're telling me is I'm, I'm supposed to do without while I'm here because the reward is, is much better, much more grand. Well, we know that to be true because scripture says that, but it's really hard to, to internalize because we haven't seen the reward. You know, scripture really doesn't talk about heaven that much. It, it, it just doesn't. It just basically says this is, this is where God's at. This is where Jesus is at the right hand of God, that, that there are angels, you know, uh, praising the Lord 24 hours a day around the throne. I mean, we know that there's no sickness, no pain, no grief in heaven. And it's, we should all strive to be there. Number one, because God is there. Number two, his, Jesus Christ is there. Number three, the, the alternative is a lot worse, right? Um, yeah, I, I, there are reasons I want to go to heaven. You know, I think everyone should have reasons. Everyone should be able to say why, you know, I personally want to hear those angels singing around the throne. I, I, I can't, I mean, I, I say, I can't wait. I'm not, I'm not in a hurry, but, um, I, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I want to hear and see that. Um, and I will, you know, God willing and, uh, mortality is hundred percent. I mean, there's going to be judgment, but let me get this back on track here. <clears throat> we are here, but a short time, right? I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, 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 something that, that, uh, Jesus did often, you know, kind of use a parable or an analogy. If, if you were in, um, let's say Minnesota and it's the dead of winter, it's negative 40 degrees. And you said, I can't take it anymore. You know, let, let's, let's take a, let's take an air, uh, air, uh, airline down or, uh, a flight down to uh, beautiful Southwest Florida so we can go meet Jay Shears. Right. Um, and you fly down here and you stay at one of the nice hotels in the area. And you're, and you're there for three days. And the first thing you do is you go to the hotel room, you check in and you call a construction crew and you have them completely change the hotel room. You put in marble granite, uh, in the bathroom, uh, you, you change the shower out, uh, you, you change the carpet, 
put in a new hurricane windows uh in the hotel um paint the you know paint the woodwork i mean you, you completely change the hotel room for those three days why why do you not do that why do people not do that now you, you say well it's a hotel room no, but you've got to understand the point i'm making here you're only there three days why would you make all those changes? Why would you put all that effort and money into something where you're there for a very short time period? If we look at First Chronicles 29.15, First Chronicles 29.15, it says, We are here only for a moment. Visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like passing shadows, gone so soon without a trace. That's that's pretty clear, right? Why are we putting so much effort and all of these blessings that God has bestowed upon us? And here in the United States, we are blessed. Boy, oh boy, are we blessed uh, financially. Even our homeless are smoking $8 packs of cigarettes on the street. Uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to be funny, but I just seen it. I was just at Miami Beach a few days ago and the street beggars were all smoking uh, <laughs> cigarettes. And you know, those ain't cheap in Florida. Uh, I don't know how much they are, eight or ten bucks. I, I have no idea. Uh, I guess if they were smoking them in New York, they're twenty bucks a pack. Um, but you know, even our even our people living on the streets are better off than the people that are working in some third world countries. I, I, I kid you not. So, if we're only here for a short while, why are we taking all these blessings that God is 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 passing on to us to steward to manage? Why are we treating ourselves so well with those blessings? Let me, let me put it a different way. Why are we stealing those blessings from God for our own use? When God has entrusted those blessings to us to utilize for the kingdom. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be up front and tell you, that God doesn't say you can't have a nice house. God doesn't say that you can't enjoy yourself, take your family on vacation. God doesn't say that you can't go out to eat at Red Lobster. But I think that the the mental state of, of our stewardship must come first. Obedience trumps performance. We must be obedient first. So if we've been blessed, right? The first thing, rather than saying, I'm not going to go out and buy a $2 million home, is... I have to be charitable first. And if you're charitable first, and then you, you, you know, not necessarily treat yourself, but provide. So first Timothy five, eight says we must provide for our family, especially those of our immediate household. Failure to do so, you're worse than an infidel or an unbeliever, non-believer. So we do these things. We provide for a home. You know, we have a safe vehicle if we can afford it. We, we have, you know, we, we do things that we enjoy ourselves and and that people that's okay it, it I'm, i don't see anything against that but when we when we turn it upside down and we say we're going to treat ourselves first and whatever's left god gets <clears throat> people that is incorrect that is incorrect why are we spending so much time on remodeling our earthly home when we're not going to stay here i want let me say it again why do we spend so much time Building our earthly home when we're not staying here. 
You know, I see people on these Facebook pages that are planning years in advance to move to Florida after their retirement. Can you see it coming? You know what I'm going to say next? Why are we not planning years in advance for our heavenly home? You know, my mother, who is 80, she'll be 82 this year, asked me a question recently. She said, Jay, what do you, and she, my mom, a very godly woman, um, but, and she, she's got a pretty good, pretty big, pretty good grasp of scripture. She said, do you think we have different homes in heaven? I said, absolutely. Absolutely. I said, I said, but I don't focus on that, Mom. She said, well, aren't you curious about it? I said, that really doesn't make a difference to me. I said, because even a garage in heaven is better than a mansion in hell. She said, that's a good point. <laughs> so, uh, But we, our stewardship is not a pathway to salvation, but our stewardship will be judged. Okay. Does it have an impact on what goes on in heaven? I think it does. I think... Uh, um, and, and and this is where people, I lose people. We are going to have different homes. We're going to have a, different residences. Um, that is my understanding. You know, I, I'm absolutely open to discussion on, on this particular matter, but it is my understanding that we will, we will have residences. We will have, uh, dining tables that we will dine with angels. Um, you know, on the new earth. Uh, especially, um, so, you know, I, I think our, our focus should be on building that heavenly home. Um, and, and how do you do that? People be obedient, take care of the needy, take care of the sick, take care of the poor, take care of the widows, take care of the orphans, focus on that. And then at the same time, be, be obedient to first Timothy five, eight, um, take care of your family, especially those of your immediate household. Um, you know, do the best you can, but when you just say, this is all mine, you're a thief, you're a thief. You say, well, I earned it. I worked hard for it. We all work for it. right. Not everybody. Some people inherit money and then they don't have value to it, but we, we, we all work for it. Right. But you, when you do that, you're also, you're, you're taking away the fact that God gave you the talent to earn that income. God gave you the talent the blessing of that money, of those assets, of that talent, of that time, the fact that your that your your temple, your body is willing to perform those tasks is all given by God. All is given by God. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there. The there's no reason to, to, to continue to put nails into something when the when the coffin is shut. Um, point of the matter is. Don't spend all of your money on a place that you're not going to stay very long. That's the moral of this story. If you have questions or anything, anything that I can answer for you, anything that you, from a biblical standpoint, that you may have a different understanding, I, listen, my, my theology has changed <laughs> over the last 50 years, uh, uh, several times on different matters, and especially in stewardship. I'm always willing to learn or take a, may agree or disagree, but to get a different understanding or perception or interpretation of scripture. I'd love to have that, that conversation, not a debate. I don't like the word debate, uh, a conversation, um, because God speaks to us in different ways through scripture. If you need anything, uh, from a, a, a 
biblical stewardship standpoint, you need prayers, you need advice, uh, please give me a call, 888-226-7614. I'll do the best I can to help you. Uh, you can shoot us a message through kingdomplanadvisory.com, uh, and I'll do my best to respond and, and give you the, the answers you're looking for. So God bless, and, and listen, don't spend all your money on a three-day hotel room. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.